Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is our spoilers review of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I am the Mayor Jeff Warnasek. Joining me is our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, about to head to a galaxy far, far away and review the latest Star Wars movie on the five Bro Four Squad criteria: the acting, the story, our favorite scene. Any lasting impact and the movie's rewatchability. So, Cycli, before we dive in, we did a review on The Last Jedi, I believe two years ago, whenever it came out. How do you feel right now after having come out of the theater for Rise of Skywalker versus how you felt after that movie? Yeah, so uh, I think I'm walking out of here a lot happier. And that's a, I have to say this, that that doesn't mean I love this movie. That means I hated The Last Jedi. And and I, we talked about this off pod, um, you know, Last Jedi, we were coming in and I remember the reviews were at the high 90 percentiles. People were calling it the greatest uh, Star Wars movie ever filmed. And I always remember going in with such excitement and then halfway through the movie, just feeling so upset. Um, this time I walked in saying Last Jedi was so bad. I think they screwed up this, uh, you know, sequel trilogy. You know what? They're playing with house money here. Don't you know? As long as they don't do something worse than Last Jedi, I'll be happier. And they did that. And and I think JJ came in with only so much he could do because of how they were set back so much by what they did in the Last Jedi. And uh, and we're gonna get into this, but I came out. I was laughing and smiling when I came out. How about you? Yeah, I think JJ was like the SMU football coach that came in after they got the death penalty. He's yeah. like, I don't really know what I'm able to do with this but i have some ideas i'll give it my best shot he hustled a lot and we'll get into like the things that i really appreciated that he did and then some things that just are tough for me to swallow kind of with this whole uh new trilogy but i do feel a lot better than i did after the last jedi and i actually really like solo and i'm loving the mandalorian so star wars is on the uptick for me although if we had to do the new york stock exchange ticker this is probably it a slight downturn from for me at least solo in the mandalorian but again i do not blame jj abrams all right the first category is the acting and the cast and by the way uh our, the mad scientist brian banner is not joining us tonight he was in the movie he just got incredibly sick afterwards so we were together when we saw it and uh <laughs> I, I don't think not. it was the movie that made him that sick i think it was you know the weather and everything but uh, he definitely did not look well um, so he, as a force ghost, has sent me his thoughts on the five criteria as well. So let's start with his on each one. Uh, so pretend that he is like Master Yoda sitting on top of a log with a, like a beer bong ready to, for one of us to hold it. And on the acting cast, he says, I actually thought everyone did a good job. I think Adam Driver himself did a great job. This was the first time in all three movies I actually believed he was having an internal struggle. C-3PO got on my nerves a little bit, but I guess that's more the writing than anything else. And I'll just add, it's kind of like the point of C-3PO, I think. What, is what, to... what movie does he not get on your nerves? He's the most <laughs> annoying character. That's always. his job. Ask R2. He's like, Jesus, he never shuts the fuck up. Yeah, I was pissed when R2 said, you're my best friend. I'm like, R2, you're better than that. Well, R2's like, he got like a clean slate. He's like, oh, he doesn't know that I hate him. I'm not an asshole in this yeah, new yeah, memory. So what uh, worked or didn't work for you with the acting and cast? So I'm going to say this again. Like, I, I personally have been a, kind of a little different than you guys. And I remember with Force Awakens especially. I've always been kind of into Kylo Ren and, Ky uh, and Adam Driver. 
I think he's a I think he's grown on me a lot as an actor. I mean, he's slowly turning into one of the best actors I've seen. I mean, we I just watched Marriage Story as well um, on Netflix, and I mean, his performance is just insane. So I think a few years ago I would have laughed about how much I'm liking Adam Driver right now. Uh, but you know, it's this this new. Uh, sequel trilogy almost has the opposite problem of the prequel trilogy and that the prequel trilogy's script was so bad in terms of how it was written by George Lucas it wasn't the overall plot that was the problem it was the script writing and the acting whereas these movies I've always felt had a raw feel to them they were authentic in a way in terms of how they were acted the script was never lacking in terms of how it was written and you know so it's always been interesting to me that the acting has been fantastic to me you know, but the prequels were not. And I love the prequels, even though with the acting it being as terrible as it was. But again, today, I think we got an all-star performance from everyone. And, um, you know, I, I think Adam Driver against the oldest show. And I think he definitely did sell his conflict better this time around. For performance-wise, yeah, I think Adam Driver's awesome. Geiger's the one that wants to beat the shit out of him oh, in, a dark, he's a guy, yeah. in a dark alley. Well, he's never going to see this movie because he's boycotting it. For <laughs> that is three that days. is true. Yeah, he wanted us to lead with his protest and say that he has firmly drawn his line in the sand. He's standing outside with a picket sign. He's, and he's got enough food and water, I think, to last him several weeks. I really well, would love it if he was doing that. <laughs> so Driver was great in this for me. Uh, for whatever reason, though, I've never been that interested in the Kylo Ren character in all three of these movies. I don't know what it is about like his struggle, but it's never been, it hasn't bothered me. I just haven't been as intrigued by where it's going. Yeah. I'll say this about the new characters, Ray and Daisy Ridley are fucking incredible. Like she alone is worth the price of admission. And she has been yeah. absolutely unreal in all three of these movies. But the inverse of that, John Boyega as Finn. I just think John Boyega is a horrible actor. Like, he does nothing to me that seems authentic. He screams a lot. That's good. <laughs> he's not charming. He's not funny. He has no real sensibility. He just comes across as pathetic and pandering. And it's like, it's hard to watch. And then Oscar Isaac has kind of been all over the map. I think he, this one, he kind of gave his Natalie Portman performance in the sense yeah. of like, he's like, all right, my contract's winding up. And if you see him and do interviews, they've asked him like, would you play Poe Dameron again? He's like, nope, I'm done. That's like how he says it. Were they trying to, like, just develop and mature his character? I mean, because his character, especially in Last Jedi, I don't know what they were trying to do with him. And this time they were trying to make him more of a, like, accept your leadership, accept who you are kind of thing. And Yeah, he's like, he's always been no sugar added Han Solo. And I think he yeah. finally realized, like, oh, uh, that's just what I am. I'm a an, an archetype of, like, the, you know, yeah. suave, I don't give a shit pilot. So for me, though, Daisy Ridley was awesome and, and worth the price of admission last thing before we move on again this is a spoilers review but ian mcdearman back as palpatine we'll get into what the fuck he actually was doing but i just love seeing him <laughs> in something again even oh, i mean the, the memes that will come of this i'm just looking forward to even through in a good, good. when ray go, when ray goes i'm here to stop you and he goes as a jedi it's like test like he's like an old man who opens his door and he's like what do you want what if she's like, no, I mean, no, I mean, sure, as a Jedi, as a, what, I'm just, I personally am just here to, as myself. Yeah, like, why does it matter? Why do you see my Force affiliation? Look through that. It's 2019. Are God. you assuming my affiliation? Yeah, are you assuming I'm light or dark side? All right, story and plot. I'll, I'll read what Banner wrote first. Um, he's got quite a bit here. Sucks that the first 
hour of the movie, they had to fix the bullshit from Last Jedi, but I think they did a pretty good job. Lots of fan service, which I'm not mad about because they actually gave us what we wanted. They jumped right in and we saw the Emperor in the first 30 minutes. I like that they didn't try and hide it and keep us guessing when he was coming back. Lots of action, which was cool, but a little too much humor for me. Ray being Palpatine's granddaughter is cool, I guess. I did not see that coming, and there was zero inkling that he even had a son. And the son would be, what, Luke and Leia's age? Did the Emperor have a side piece on Coruscant? Last thing he wrote... (laughs) I was sad when we thought Chewie was dead, and then I was mad when he was back. Which Thank you. I sidebar, agree. for me, it was spoiled in the trailer because you see the scene of him with Lando in the Millennium Falcon, which we yeah, hadn't that's seen. that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then last thing he says, uh, Leia being a Jedi only works if they could show how she went back and Luke trained her, which they obviously did through that flashback. If you read some of the Legends books, you know she does, but when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they made that not canon. Kylo and Rick kissing at the end and then him dying a little over the top but whatever they did kind of earn that through the first three movies and her lightsaber at the end was badass your thoughts on that or anything you want to add oh i mean i agree with a lot of what he said um okay so let's break this down you and i talked before we saw this film i think i might be slightly in the minority here and we can get into this kind of discussion i see why they brought palpatine back again i think this is where they were forced into a corner from Last Jedi. So when we talk about the story as where it was going to go, I feel like they had no other option unless they were going to go all in on Kylo Ren. And, you know, they wouldn't have explained Snoke and that wouldn't have been satisfactory. But the Snoke thing in this is just so... I mean, they can't do anything else, but it's so weak. It's absolutely... And for me personally, I understand why they went with the Emperor and Palpatine, but it just just destroys what Vader... the, The story of Vader... To me, what made his turn so monumental was how he was able to end with the Emperor plan all along. Now it's all the Emperor had a plan B, plan C, plan D. And I mean, it's just like, okay, it was absolutely deus machina. It's like, well, oh, he survived that fall. So and he has he has a whole planet that has all these Star Destroyers. And if you had told me two years ago or four years ago, that's where it was going to happen. I would have been pissed. I still am a little angry. But I think they had to go that way, and I don't think they had any other option. It shows you the damage Ryan Johnson did that the main antagonist, I mean, or like the, maybe not the main, but the overarching antagonist in Snoke of the first two movies is reduced to a throwaway line in this film because he fucked that, that loose end up so badly. Like he's just mentioned offhand, like, oh, uh, by the way, I, you know, whatever Snoke was. Because they say he's been around forever. Apparently, he's just some dude that Palpatine got in his head. I don't understand that. I don't blame JJ. That's on Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I think that there's something here. I mean, Palpatine is really shoehorned into this movie early on. Like, okay, hey, he's the bad guy again now, all right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They had to do it early. I feel like this movie should have been stretched across. All this should have been a trilogy in and of itself. Absolutely, absolutely. I was actually just about to say that what what they did in this movie, I could have bought if they had told this story as a whole. But it felt like now we just had random ass placeholder movies for the real thing. The Last Jedi, like especially in terms of continuity, literally does nothing but get in this film's way. I mean, it doesn't connect, and that I cannot believe Kathleen Kennedy greenlit this trilogy without an overarching plan for three films. It's it's mind-boggling to me. It's it's very much now. I will be a defender of Phantom Menace, but and, and you've heard if you guys are listening to this podcast and you've heard us talk about Star Wars, you've heard me mention Machete Order. 
you know, how the Machete Order is actually a different way to watch the uh, originals and the sequels. And it's watching four, five, two, three, and then finishing it with six. So you skip one altogether because as much as I love Phantom Menace, it really doesn't add that much to the overall plot. You can get away with not knowing it. That's how Last Jedi is for me. Really, if you just tell someone that uh, these, like, uh, Ray just goes to find Luke and she gets trained by Luke and then the Resistance escapes, that's all you need to know. That's all the last Jedi, Jedi does is let you know that Jedi uh, that um, that Ray got trained, that Luke died, and they were able to escape because of his sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, story plot wise here, it was very jumpy. It was all over the place. JJ gave us fan service that I think he just knew he had to do to try and win some Star Wars fans back over. He had his hands tied behind his back, man. This was an incredibly difficult job as a screenwriter and a director, and any issues or gripes i have with it i cannot hold that against him and he i mean there was nothing else he could do man he's like a a pitcher who comes in and throws two shutout innings at the end of a game but the guy before him gave up seven runs so it's like i mean yeah i I did what i could to try and keep this thing under control but there was just nothing else to do like we said ryan johnson thought it would be humorous and artistic to not tie up loose ends but basically singe them off with a match or get them off completely and make it impossible so i um yeah. Um, apologies. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I just actually well, completely lost. What I, was about to say. I, I have a couple questions, but I don't know. If, I'll just ask them now. We'll forget about impact because I think these fit better here. All right. So Palpatine, was he alive in this movie? I still don't it, really know it, if I understand. It seemed like what Vader did, like, I guess in this story, just completely, you know, weakened him to the point to where he was, he had like wires and stuff into him. Like he was being kept alive, but like minimally. Okay. And we don't know, again, this is not on JJ. We don't know why he waited so long, why he waited till now, why he even used Snoke when he could have just called the Kylo Ren, it seems like on his own. Yeah, absolutely. It makes, yeah, that makes no sense to me. Why didn't he be, why wasn't he doing what he was doing from the originals? Okay. So my next question, and let's forget about, any possible like age issue that could come into play here. Totally. will let that go. So Palpatine has a son or had a son. Uh, I don't get it. We never saw him before. He was never met. I mean, wouldn't that guy be like a huge part of the prequels or mentioned? Yeah, exactly. or did he not know he had a kid? He just fucked some random chick on like Banner said on Coruscant. And like now he found out years later, he's just going around town. And that's really what he was doing. It looked like Vader was the one doing the real work in the original, the original. So, Maybe that he was just going around slaying chicks everywhere. But no, I mean, it's like, to me, if he has a son, wouldn't that son be trained? And that son clearly didn't fall under the dark side, so his son was able to rebel? That seems like that should be a story. Right. And <laughs> if he's so omniscient and can, like, foresee and control the entire universe, he can't figure out that his son left Ray on Jakku? Yeah, see, this is why this felt really, again, they were cornered by Last Jedi. They, I don't think they had an option. They had to make her have an interesting connection. And at the end of the day, they're like, well, let's bring Palpatine back. We have to bring some sort of villain back. We'll, we'll make that the connection to Rey. Like, I don't think this was the original plan. <laughs> and I got convinced me it is, but I don't believe it. No, it's not. And that's fine. But I did get a bit of an homage when Kylo Ren was, like, telling her about her parentage. It kind of took me back to the, so what I'd said was true from a certain from point, a certain point of, view. of view. It was one of the... But, I didn't understand that Kylo Ren acted like he knew her parentage all along, but even the way he ju- he explained him, like Ryan Johnson's 
the thing that really pissed me off was what he fucking said about Ray's parents in The Last Jedi. Kylo Ren's explanation of that to me still doesn't make any sense. I didn't lie to you. Well, yeah, you did. You said they were something. scavenging. No, you said they sold yeah. me for, like, beer money. That's not what happened at all. Yeah. I didn't lie, though. No, you, you, I guess in a way you didn't lie. No, you, you said there were people who were scabbing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just have to think that, you know, for me, the whole Palpatine thing was absolutely forced. I think they had a Unintended. Nice un, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, go ahead. But I mean, we love Palpatine, so it was good to see him in the movie. And again, JJ did what he could, man. There's just not much you can do with, with the plot threads that were left. Terry, I don't know if we want to get into this later, but the scene, that the very final scene, which was done really well, but there's a Sith planet and and you know who were those people in the arena <laughs> they were sith season ticket holders i, I, I remember the Sith. there's always only two seats two Sith. you know two there are right there's i think i mean you can only if you go on the ticket master and try and buy a, a ticket to a sith game you can only buy them in sets of two i clearly no single seats that was just that completely changed everything to me it was like the Sith have always they they weren't a people. They always and it's a language now. Yeah, like, that all that stuff all was really things. confusing. And I was like, no, the Sith are followers of the Force who just believe in all sides of it and using the emotional aspect of it. And the Jedi are the ones who have it and control the senses. It's not all of a sudden this planet and these people and this language. Yeah, but, <clears throat> I agree. You know, I kind of right. lost it at that. A few things I want to run through real quick before we get to best scene. That Ray and Kylo Ren kiss at the end. I mean, come on, man. They've been like brother and sister this whole time. Yeah, and they were and then why even have Finn mention like he was about to tell her she loved he loved her, you know, and then that obviously didn't happen. And then it ends with her and 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 you know, Kylo kissing. It was just like it's so forced. It was so forced. And like Banner said, like whatever, fine, they're trying to put a little bow on top of the end of this trilogy. But it didn't need it. I actually was respecting how much there was not romance in these. I was like, please don't kiss at the end. Yeah. Please don't kiss. And maybe you could say it wasn't and, like uh, a romantic kiss, but I mean, he died at the end. So like, clearly he got some sort of an erection from it. But I was waiting. I was waiting for her to bring him back and then she would die. And then he'd bring her back. Goes <laughs> like, back and keep forth. Keep going. Uh, another keep question going. I had. Did were they alluding to Finn having a little bit of force sensitivity too? Yeah, absolutely. He started seeing things and uh, yeah, that's and that's what Ryan Johnson did, where he's like, hey, and even the clerk at a Quick Trip can have force sensitivity, and I'm like, okay, you kind of cheapen it though. That was right. It's cheapening. It, it cheapened both to me. It cheapened the Jedi, or or just force sensitivity, and it cheapened the Sith, especially in this one with having, like I said, eighty thousand Sith in an arena. Um, if that's what they were, I don't know. But yeah, absolutely. It, 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 the whole thing felt cheap. And if you're at home thinking we hated this movie, I really didn't. It's just I things that I, I want to point out that JJ had to overcome that were in, incredibly difficult, I think. I kept thinking to myself how much I was enjoying it in, in spite of everything. Yeah, and, I had um, a good time at this. And I and we'll get into it when rewatchability, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it again. Yeah. Um, and I really want to I, I remember what I was going to say as I a little earlier. Um, I completely agree with Banner about Chewbacca because I felt in that moment when he died, actual emotion and probably the first real emotion I've had in these, in these, in this trilogy. And I was genuinely like, 
wow, that's how they did it. And I respected how they killed him. And you're right. He was in the trilogy. I know. Preview, but you're not thinking about that at the moment. And See, two minutes later, he's like, oh, he was on a different transporter. Like, bullshit. We saw him go into that one. I know. But I hate myself because I knew he was alive because of the scene in the trailer with him and yeah. Lando on the Millennium Falcon. I just... Felt it felt real for a second. No, it did. That scene was awesome. immediately pulled back in. It would have given you because that was early enough on that would have given you the actual, you know, you feeling of dread that the rebellion was feeling. Like we lost one of the best heroes we've ever had that early in the film. They're clearly up against a struggle, and then like, nope, he's okay. He was on a different transporter. <laughs> there was only one there. <laughs> uh, two other things, real quick. Maybe I misinterpreted the scene, but didn't they mention going to Endor at one point? Like they needed to go there. Yeah. So was and then that they never. Endor? That's what I was wondering with the so ocean. That was just like an ocean on Endor that we just. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe I just totally missed that. But I, I thought have they... to imagine because that's where the Death Star crashed. It looked like. So. That's what made sense. It just did. If you're gonna go to Endor in the movie and not be explicit about where you are, make it look like Endor. Yeah, it, I mean, even the, the part by the beach wasn't foresty. I thought they were, you know, it was very reminiscent to me of Revenge of the Sith, you know, with the waves crashing during the lightsaber. It was very much the lava in Revenge of the Sith between Obi-Wan and, and Vader. I think that's kind of what they were going for there with the waves. We just couldn't tell who had the high ground was the no, issue. No one did, unfortunately. <laughs> and then the last thing, and this is just like, you don't need to do this. But at the very end, Lando, I'm assuming that's his daughter. For some no. reason, okay. we need that in the movie. Like, God damn it. Everything okay. just have to be something. We, we, I actually had a little debate with Banner and, <laughs> and our other friend. At the end of the movie. I had two questions. Okay, either they're implying that's her daughter or he's about to try and make a move on her. Because what I'm was worried it's both, is what, what I'm worried about. Like, he doesn't know when he's going to try and hit on her. Obviously, if you know Lando and Billy D as a person, like, he's absolutely a player. It's like, yeah, dude, he's going to go for it. But she, tell explain this line, please. She, he goes, where are you from? She goes, I don't know. And he goes, well, let's find out with this, like, like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't I really I don't, don't know. know. And I, I'm... Yeah frightened to speculate <laughs> if right, it's a move then i'm gonna have to try it <laughs> all right best scene banner says i really like the lightsaber battle between ray and kylo that ending with leia dying and kylo turning back into ben which i thought was a pretty cool uh, idea by jj and getting to see harrison ford as han solo again that was a cool i mean obviously he reprised the role in the force awakens but seeing him come back again i thought just shows his commitment to this franchise and was pretty badass how about you yeah, I would agree. I mean, I agree. I actually, luckily, I timed my bathroom break perfectly to get back at that scene. So I, it was perfectly in between saving Ray. There was a break. I think they went back to the original base. I ran the bathroom and came back. So I was so glad I timed it that way. Um, I, I actually think I'm going to go with another lightsaber scene. I think the, the lightsaber scene when, I can't remember the name of the planet, but when they were on the planet where they were, um, hacking um, C-3PO's brain mm -hmm. where Kylo and her were having that battle in, their, in the two different locations. They've clearly been alluding to their force connection. But um, the way it was done, I, I'm just saying artistically, the shifting between shots and scenes, uh, I really, really enjoyed that fight scene. And then, you know, for it to end with knocking over Vader's mask, um, I just no, thought that cool. scene was really well done and it really forced their personal connection that this wasn't just a thing 
that was I remember in Last Jedi that Snoke was saying, "Well, I'm the reason you guys had this connection." Like that that show that that was a personal connection between them that even Palpatine couldn't see, um, and and really drove home their connection at the end. Yeah, that just makes me wish that JJ did all three of these movies even more because imagine how that would have been built up across three films, like it would have been insane. Uh, I've two one is just was really really brief but the first one is that speeder chase scene on the planet where they went to like the alien fire festival yeah. basically and then they go look for that sith hunters ship that was really cool and that gave me like an homage to kind of the pod racing scene where the tuscan raiders are shooting at anakin going through the canyons and i actually dug the stormtroopers with like the jetpacks they can fly now well, everybody at home was like, stormtroopers could never fly. Yeah, no, not 45 years ago. Like, we didn't have smartphones 40 years if, ago. You don't think if te- all the technology? If all the technology in Star Wars, that's the one you can right. tell me. So, this universe is supposed to be stagnant in terms of technological development? No, they could not in the original trilogy. That was 40 years ago. Our great grandparents sat in front of a radio at night, and now kids have satellite smartphones in their pockets while they're still shitting their pants. Like, Technology changes, so that to me is a really weak excuse. And then, huge shout out here. This was one of the things that I think JJ did. It just shows he's a Star Wars fan through and through. He gets it. I wish he got to do all three of these movies. When all of the Jedi of the past, all the actors came back to reprise their role and talk to Ray, Hayden Christensen, yeah. Ewan McGregor, Samuel Jackson, Liam Neeson, Frank Oz as Yoda. That was fucking cool, man. Yeah. Hayden Christensen was, back. I was paying attention. <laughs> I was paying attention to every voice, and I was like, oh, even the ones I can't put those that Jedi. You remember their character because of the voice, and it was just uh, that was that was great. I and knew, then, I, I'd heard a rumor about Hayden Christensen being in it some sort of way, and then it all came together at that point. I'm glad for him, man. I think we need to embrace him again. And they loved Liam Neeson's voice so much they let him get an extra line at the end, like he Ray. Did get multiple lines. <laughs> I wish he just said, "Where's my daughter?" She's like, "Wrong movie, Liam." <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, Impacts, Banner says, I think it's a fine, whoops, I moved my window away. I think it's a fine finish to finish out the saga. I'm ready to explode this universe up through TV shows like The Mandalorian, Clone Wars, and Rebels. I will add to that, I think JJ, again, I keep reiterating this, but he did what he could. His hands were tied. He gave us fan service that I think, I think was the best way to to try and fix this and smooth it over was, all right, there's nothing continuity-wise that will make sense. Let me try and give the fans some characters and some things that they want to see. And in that regard, I think this does have a positive impact. I think it'll age better than I feel now. There's just some things I'm uneasy with, but it's not necessarily about this film. I think it's just this trilogy as a whole. It just is starting to feel so gratuitous because I don't feel like it really added anything to the story. It was just like a... It's like when you make like an add-on to a, an old house and it just looks so like it wasn't part of the house before. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I am curious to rewatch it and see if, if it makes a little bit more sense on a second go. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I completely agree in, the, in your metaphor there on the house because now this one did feel more Star Wars. It felt like Star Wars to me. I don't really feel like last year I didn't. And Force Awakens tried almost too hard to mimic a new hope um to me so i think the impact overall on this the sequel trilogy it, it's going to be interesting because obviously it does, it's going to do fine at the box office and disney is going to milk this cow as long as it can i don't necessarily believe them that this story is over because it's the hollywood 
it's Hollywood. They're going to, they might wait 10 more years, but you know what? They might get bored and want to keep this going. Cause why can't they, I'm not in favor of this, but why can't they continue another trilogy with the same type of story? Cool. We've already seen them destroy the empire. And then we get a new, the, the first order. Yeah. And I still will never understand like how the first order happened. Like it just, it cheapens the end of Jedi so much. Like we had this huge victory for the galaxy 30 years later without any explanation. They're just back. Look exactly the same. Have essentially now the same person leading them as they did before. Like what actually happened in Jedi then? Doesn't feel like anything yeah. happened. No, exactly. To me, this really much, uh, very much devalued the, the originals. But the thing is, you know, when you have new audience members every day, you have people growing up in every day, new generations coming. And, and in 10 years, they'll do another one or 20 years, they'll do some more about this story. And, and you know what? It's going to happen. We just have to accept that reality. Just like I accept the reality, they're going to do Harry Potter again in 20 years. They're going to revisit. They're just, we're, we're redoing everything. But I hope the lesson to me is, this is the hope I, the impact I hope it had, is that you have a plan for your trilogy. Yeah, you know, I hope people. This can't happen Disney, again. Yeah, I hope when Disney looks at this again and they say, "Oh, we want to reinvent Star Wars," well, you know what? Have a full, have a full plan, have a whole story arc. Don't do it one by one and uh, disjointed, because I think there was a lot of potential here, and I think you and I talked about it. This movie could have could have been the three. This movie should have been the trilogy. Like, and, you can keep the first half of Force Awakens, but then this needs to be the next two movies. Exactly. And so for me, it's like, I hope that's the impact. I hope that people... Hollywood's going to keep rebooting, but I th I hope people saw that you need a plan. You can't just reboot. Otherwise, people will get tired of it. And you saw that, and unfortunately, it affected Solo. The Last Jedi was so bad, Solo got hurt in the box office. You know, we'll see what this does, but you need to have a plan. Yeah, this felt a little bit arrogant from Kathleen Kennedy to say, we'll just, we don't have an end place. We'll go one at a time. We'll get auteur directors and, and highly valued uh, creative minds to come in here and let, and we'll give them total autonomy. And after Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, they realized, oh, this guy is really just worried about his movie. And he not only doesn't give a fuck about the overarching narrative of three films, but he thinks it'd be really, really funny to inherently paint the next director in an insane corner. Yeah, because he wasn't responsible for it. No, he's like, good, good luck getting out of this one. And JJ's like, it, I. He just wanted to create an aesthetically pleasing dark or however you want to call Last Jedi movie. He didn't care about like, because, you know, I've told you about this. We have a really good mutual friend and he loved The Last Jedi. But you know why he loved The Last Jedi? Because he's not a big Star Wars fan. You know, yeah. he, he loved it as a movie. And I said, I understand that. But for me, it shit on the originals. It shit on the story and everything it ever did. You know, and that's the problem with this, this trilogy. Yeah, JJ did what he could, man. Um, last one, rewatchability. Banner says, I will rewatch it. While I went into it really nervous and praying we would have anything to grab onto that this was a good movie. It was a fun movie. Is it perfect? No. Is it the worst? Not at all. It's a great middle-of-the-pack Star Wars film. If I ever want to watch the sequel trilogy, I will probably watch Force Awakens and then write my own extra scroll to explain The Last Jedi rather than watch it and then watch this. I kind of agree. I think what you and I said kind of sums up our thoughts. Like, Make this the trilogy, and I'm much more interested. I, I actually think I can watch The Force Awakens in this and get a much more satisfying viewing experience out yep. of it. It's my new machete order on this one. I don't I don't see a reason. I, I did rewatch The Last Jedi this week just because I didn't, again, I've always my third time I watched it. 
it ha- it maybe grew on me a tiny bit the second time, but only because I hated it so much. There's only one direction to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't see a scenario where now that I we have completed this trilogy that I will willingly throw this into the story. I, I think I'm going to go from Force Awakens straight to the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, uh, I will rewatch it. I, I again, I I said this earlier a few minutes ago. It felt more Star Wars to me. I will probably watch this more than Force Awakens to be honest with you. So. Um, it, it, I don't know where it ranks in my overall, to be honest with you. It's definitely not at my top half, probably at the top of my bottom half. Um, but at the end of the day, I walk out happy and I will definitely be rewatching this one. Yeah, I agree completely. It's a little too fresh in my mind to try and rank it in the Star Wars pantheon. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you this, Last Jedi's at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, Can I just throw in, I forgot something though I wanted to mention. I did respect um how they dealt with uh, carrie fisher's death oh and, that was incredible i thought uh, yeah the way they were able to they had her in the beginning and obviously they can only do so much the way they had her pass obviously because you know they were again like this probably the theme of this movie was backed into a corner but with her death and the way they developed it it made a lot of sense for it to happen when when he stabbed ray um and that connection that they both felt I don't know if that was the original plan. I don't believe that was the original plan, like a lot of this movie, but it was done really well. I'll say this. If you came in and like had been living in a cave or like a cryo chamber, you would not be able to tell that Carrie Fisher passed away before they started filming this movie. That was all archive footage, which I don't know if they just got really lucky that it happened to tie in. Per- like, I think they had originally intended she was going to work with Ray a little bit at the end of The Last Jedi, but... I mean, J.J. Abrams, I thought, did an incredible job handling that. You could not even... It was seamless and a great homage to her. I read that some of it was from shot during Force Awakens, too, so... Oh, great. uh, Yeah, I'm not sure exactly when it happened. It just just, worked. They got lucky. Um, They were able to come... You know, they didn't move one of those movies. So it's like, where's Leia? Oh, she died. Or she's on another ship on another place doing other things. Like, you know, they they were able to do that uh, for sure. No, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that was incredibly well done. It almost goes sort of unnoticed because there's so much else going on in this film, but I'm glad that they were able to give her the proper send. It didn't feel as gimmicky either. Um, my final thoughts, I guess, are, is that what helped a lot? You know, we didn't get a scene like the casino scene. Um, there were some jokes, there was humor, but you know what? I'll be honest, like Star Wars has always had a little bit of humor. Um, the originals had more dry humor. Uh, these have been more a little more slapstick. That's never bothered me as much. It's the it was the silliness of some of it that took you out of the experience. I think that today, the Rise of Skywalker felt darker. It felt, you know, it felt like they had a real issue at hand, and it didn't have the gimmicky aspect. So that helped a lot to me. Too. Yeah, the humor in this I did not have an issue with. I think anytime droids deliver the humor too, it's just it feels much more organic mm-hmm. than when it's like Luke Skywalker the Hermit. And there's also almost an orgy at the end. I don't know if you noticed that. As this, when they're like celebrating on the planet. Yeah, like you just see like random people kissing in the background. They had two chicks kissing. And why is like, that random? They're in a relationship. I don't understand. Yeah, no, I, nothing, I was just like, you know what? Why not? You just had this like. If they would have kept, yeah, the film would have gone ten more minutes. Some <laughs> weird shit would have gone down. You know Absolutely. And did right, you I'll... did you like the end really quickly? Yeah, like, I the did. final I, shot. It was kind of a nice like homage to. Return of the Jedi. I think J.J. Abrams just, for whatever reason, cannot help but just, like, copy the original trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> he gets that itch again, and he has to scratch it. Which, again, it's fine. <laughs> I'm it, I'm like a pig in its slop. I'll eat it up. I love the fan service. He just, 
he had a, an uphill battle to fight in this one. He did the best he could. And I'm not displeased. I just, this whole narrative as a whole three movies, I just don't know how I feel about it because the middle part is just so rough. <laughs> We're disappointed in the potential. We knew there, there was a lot of potential and uh, it didn't make it Great. as a trilogy. All right, for our legal counsel, Ronnie Cycli, our force ghost, Brian Banner, and our picketing protester, the enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger, I'm the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, and we are the Bro Force Squad Podcast. Thank you guys for checking out our spoilers review of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. If you type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words, you'll find us there. Type those same three words in a letterbox.com to read all of our reviews and check out everything that we do on our website, broforcesquad.com. Till next time, we will see you in a galaxy far, far away. At least we didn't have any uh, space manatee titty milk in this one. Um, dude, I was, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was just going to say that. God. Banner on the last review, Banner called those frogs on his planet like his whore mates. It's like, what about them seemed whorish to you? <laughs> they're they're left our team.